Let's just pray again, shall we? In the words of the psalmist, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Uh, there are no real, as uh, Sue said, there's no real announcements, but just to say that Owen is back after uh, a few weeks' holiday this week, so if you want to see him before next Sunday and come to some of the meetings, but there's coffee, um, what is it called? Coffee, chat, and pray. Yes, that's right. Uh, if you want to drop in this week. Well, we've had such a lot of rain, haven't we, this last week? And... Uh, wind and storms and we've seen the television pictures again we're really sorry for those people even in our own south wales have been flooded again and um, it's such a sorry sight isn't it destruction to people and property but i was reading this last week about another type of rain which is also very destructive but not quite so obvious apparently some of the world's most famous buildings i was reading the monuments that we're familiar with, they're, they're in serious danger of rapid disintegration over the next 10 to 20 years. Places like St. Paul's, uh, Montmartre in Paris, the Taj Mahal, uh, the Sphinx even in Egypt, very old monument. But they're in danger from the rapid onset of erosion caused by acid rain acid rain not just the normal rain but acid rain it's well scientists estimate that the rate of erosion over the past 30 years due to acid rain has been equal to the rate of erosion of the previous 2000 years because of acid rain on our planet what is acid rain well you probably know but i don't really know what it is but uh, they said that it's the sort of mixing in the atmosphere the moisture in the atmosphere the rain in the atmosphere of the gases that are given off when we burn fossil fuels or vehicle emissions or aeroplane uh, fumes and so on and they mix with the moisture in the in the atmosphere and this rain produces this toxic liquid acid rain and it's been quietly settling into uh, the cracks and the joints of these and other buildings and it's been opening them up at an alarming rate imperceptibly and the result is that when a stronger than normal ordinary storm, as we can say, perhaps winds, uh, storms hit, then that stonework disintegrates. And uh, perhaps a part of the building falls away or collapses because of acid rain. That's the physical material world, of course. But as I was reading this and then thinking about the uh, the passage this morning, I, I think there's parallels that we can draw from that as an illustration of what happens in our own personal worlds as well. What do I mean? Well, we're all living, aren't we, under pressures of different kinds, stress. Um, and for the most part, perhaps, we seem to be able to cope. We can give the appearance outwardly, uh, like these buildings of, of everything being all right. We're, we're intact, as it were. But all the time, we're being exposed to these increasing doses of acid rain, you know, pressures, stress in daily life, maybe finances, maybe health issues, 
maybe relationships, family issues, and so on. And they eat away at us quietly. And then when something happens in our lives, like a sudden storm hitting us, and we face a time of increased pressure, or trial, or suffering, or difficulty, then the cracks are exposed, and our lives can seem to crumble and collapse around us. None of us knows what 2023 will bring for us, do we? But I think we can be fairly certain that there will be challenges, pressures, storms of different kinds that we'll all have to face. And the question is, how do we survive these storms? That's what we're thinking about this morning. Surviving the storm. As Christian people, how will our faith hold up when the storms hit, as we've just been singing? And in our passage this morning, in Mark 6, I think there are some very helpful insights, some lessons for us to, to notice and to remember as we face the new year. We're just, what, the third Sunday into 2023. So let's just look at these disciples and their experience this morning and see perhaps how they can help us in terms of faith and uh, following Jesus in 2023. I think there are four things here about the suffering, the difficulties that they face in the storm that causes them to be afraid. And it's a picture, I think, of what can happen to us as well. Suffering in the storm. First of all, it was unexpected. It was an unexpected storm. It was the sudden onset of the storm that really rocked and, and shocked them in their little boat. And it's unexpected because, as um, we just read, as Sue read, you can see from the context how everything had been going so well for them as Jesus' disciples, hadn't it? They just had a great time with Jesus. Uh, there were big crowds, we read there. There was great excitement. There was great success with the miracle of the uh, feeding of the 5,000. And then when all that was over, they got into the boat, and it was only just to cross to the other side of the lake, to Bethesda, and uh, no doubt they'd done that journey many times before. And then suddenly, bang, out of nowhere, this storm breaks, and the winds get up, and they're in big trouble. And they're totally unprepared for the severity of the storm. Only a few hours before, uh, they'd been on top of the world. Well, on top of the mountainside, anyway, with Jesus. Now suddenly, it's as though they were under the water, under the waves, and they were afraid. But not only was it unexpected on a physical level, it was unexpected, I think, on an emotional and a spiritual level, which is helpful for us. Because did you notice in the reading... In, in, in verse 45, Mark says this, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him. Jesus made them. You see, in other words, they were being obedient to Jesus. They were just doing what he told them to do. And yet they walked straight into this storm. Or sailed straight into this storm. Even though they were just doing what he'd said. And I think that's such an important thing to remember. First of all, obedience to Jesus, you see, doesn't exempt us from the storms of life. We shouldn't expect that. These things come to us all. We live in a, a natural, 
world that is fallen. And obedience to Jesus doesn't exempt us from these storms. But secondly, and at the same time, and I think more importantly, we should not therefore think that the storm experience that we have is, is God punishing us in some way for something. Of course, if, if we do something wrong and bad, then we have to face the consequences of that. But more often, I think, as Christian people, we're tempted to think when things go wrong, when the storm hits, that somehow we're, we're out of God's will now, or he's, we're not in his purposes. No, not at all. These guys were just doing what Jesus told them to do. They were being obedient, and we're still in God's will. We're still in God's purposes, no matter what difficulties we're facing as we seek to follow Jesus. The disciples were simply being obedient to Jesus, and they were hit by this unexpected storm. Unexpected. Secondly, it was uncontrollable. Overwhelmingly so. I'm sure Peter and the disciples had experienced uh, storms on the Sea of Galilee before. Of course they had. After all, Peter was a fisherman, and he was, he was used to all the, the winds and the waves and the currents, no doubt, of, of the lake, and usually he could handle them. But not this time. Not this storm. Suddenly their, their natural strength, their fisherman wisdom, and all their expertise counted for nothing. This storm was something they could not control. They couldn't master, they couldn't tame it. They were no match for these powerful forces. They were straining at the oars and making no progress because the wind was against them. Isn't that how we can often feel when crisis hits us? Events that are unexpected and out of our control, they can, they can overwhelm us and we, we feel helpless. And our normal strength, our confidence, our positivity, our optimism, it quickly erodes away. And we feel maybe we're, we're crumbling under the pressure. Uncontrollable, out of our control. And then it was unfamiliar as if, as if the physical elements of their struggling weren't enough, here now is a third thing about the storm that makes them afraid. Terrified, in fact. In the midst of this buffeting by the winds and the waves comes this terrifying experience of the supernatural. The winds and the waves were bad enough, but now here's this totally inexplicable thing, a, a person walking on water. This, this is right off the scale. This is bewildering. This is terrifying, in fact. The text says, they cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. You see how the unexpected, the uncontrollable, and the unfamiliar, something that's beyond our normal grasp, how that can sweep over us, in the storms of life and so knock us off balance that we feel maybe sometimes we just can't cope anymore. We can be overwhelmed, overwhelmed by fear, as these disciples were. It's true, isn't it? What a difference a day makes, as the song says. One day the sky is blue, the sun is shining, 
the birds are chirping and singing and life is good and then out of nowhere there's the unexpected phone call there's the knock on the door there's that unwelcome news things suddenly seem out of control and you're faced with an oddly uh, and well unwelcome unfamiliar situation you've not been this way before and you long for yesterday when all your troubles seem so far away and then maybe this is the worst part of it all I don't know but they felt unsupported that's what we read here you see in the storm Jesus wasn't with them they were acutely aware of his absence they were alone unsupported by their Lord and Master who'd been with them of course in in the previous days when everything had been going fine and that's I think often the worst feature of our own stress and su suffering difficulties you can feel very lonely alone and isn't it true that even as Christian people sometimes even God can seem very distant and uninterested in your situation and you're tempted to think that he doesn't care you're alone and so the storm breaks and exposes the cracks and and all we can do sometimes in a situation like this is like the disciples we cry out we cry out <clears throat> in fear and desperation and the wonderful thing of course is this when we do that we discover two foundational truths as they did here in this picture of, uh, of, of the rescue and this incident teaches us that these truths I think that give us immense comfort and security in the storm and will help us to survive the storm so that's the suffering in the storm security in the storm one of the two great truths we need to hold on to well here it is for number one Jesus is watching over us that's the truth of the situation Mark tells us in verse 48 Jesus saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them and shortly before the dawn he went out to them walking on the water what did Mark said well Jesus had gone up into the mountainside to pray and from there he saw everything I think that's an amazing picture if you like isn't it speaking with his father in heaven the son of God on a Galilean hillside is still watching over his people in their little boat God on the throne of the universe the son of God on a mountainside and together they're watching over their people so you see the father and the son they see everything that happens they know they're aware they know the fears they hear the sighs and the groans and the crying out and the desperation they see the straining on the oars as we try to keep going they're fully aware of our situation they're not unconcerned Jesus knows our frailty He's aware of the cracks in our humanity or as the psalmist put it he he knows how we are formed he remembers our frame he knows that we are dust 
And although the disciples didn't know and didn't feel the physical presence of Jesus just then, Jesus was not ignorant. He was not unconcerned about them and their situation, their suffering, and he's not unconcerned about ours either. He knows. He's watching over us. And I think the picture of Jesus praying to the Father, it reminds us, doesn't it, of that great truth of Jesus, our great high priest, who the New Testament, especially the the letter to the Hebrews, describes, tells us he's able to save to the uttermost, to save to the most extreme point, to save forever, whichever way you want to take the Greek, those who draw near to God through him. He's able since he always lives to make intercession for us. He's praying for us. He's concerned. Hebrews 7.25. As the old song says, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. Jesus knows all about our troubles, and he will guide till the day is done. That's the, the truth, really. And that's part of our security in the storm. God knows God sees. God is aware. In fact, he's permitted this to happen. They were being obedient to Jesus. Now, that's a mystery. We don't always understand why these things happen to us. But we do know that he knows. And so it's not a freak accident. It's not out of his control. This storm doesn't take him by surprise. He knows. He's aware. And then secondly, and lastly, and this perhaps is is the greatest truth of all, the second truth here which gives us great security is that Jesus not only watches over his people, but he's walking towards them. He's coming to us. Jesus is coming himself to be with them, to rescue them. And it's in the very experience of the storm that they discover his true identity, who he really is. Jesus, he's the Lord of creation, the Lord of nature, the Lord of the universe. He walks majestically over the waves and through the winds. And he does so because he wants them to know that he has the power. He's ultimately in control. He has the power of the very elements that are threatening to destroy them. Jesus can tell the winds and the waves to be still. And they must obey his word. And so in their powerlessness and in their fear, they worship Jesus, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. And friends, that's the critical point, I think, of the whole narrative, isn't it? And for you and me today, as we face a new year, it's because of who Jesus is that we can truly trust him. And as we do so, we can know security even in the bleakest and greatest storms that we face. For you see, that's exactly what Jesus has done for us. He's the ultimate storm walker. He has come to us. He left the glory of heaven and of his Father, and he's come here and he's walked the storms of our human lives. Whatever we face, and of course, his walk culminated in that great and final storm of death and judgment. And he's walked the storms for us. He's taken upon himself all those forces and powers 
that would destroy us and annihilate us are sin, evil, Satan, disease, death itself. He's walked the way of sorrows for us all and he's walked all the way to the cross on Calvary. And in his death and resurrection, he has stilled all those storms for us as we trust in him. So that's why Paul could rejoice in the secure knowledge that nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. And of course, in that passage in Romans 8, Paul gives a whole list of things that might separate us. But because of who Jesus is and what he has done, nothing can separate us now from the love of God. Whatever the storm, in Christ Jesus our Lord. So friends, the truth is that Jesus is watching over his disciples and he's walking towards them because he's waiting to intervene, to help them, to save them, to rescue them. And these are the great truths upon which our faith rests for security in the storms of life. This is our security for 2023, whatever it holds for us. This is our hope to survive the storms, storms of disappointment perhaps, deteriorating health perhaps, declining years, disappointments, and even death itself. Our trust is in our mighty storm walker, Jesus Christ, who has conquered all our enemies and who has promised to bring us home at last, to bring us safely to the other side of the lake. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, come what may, as we trust in Christ.